Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away if you're going. All right, welcome, welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone live from the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home live every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m., on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network and live in Austin, Texas at 102.7 FM ESPN Austin. My name is TJ Graney in the bunkhouse with me today is the beef. Oh, yeah. Cody Ryan is not with us this morning. He is uh, fishing a tournament and we'll surely hear more about that next week when he comes I, in i'm sure we will uh, yeah i'm a veteran outdoor journalist founder of kids outdoor zone co-managing the ranch is cody ryan uh angler and communicator and last but not least beefsteak disco member of the outdoor riders association and uh most wanted uh member of the neighborhood association <laughs> and managing the local neighborhood pool and uh you can catch him most days marching around the perimeter of the pool in his neighborhood in his speedo camo speedo now is the new it's that time of year again oh yeah and now next up on the stage is beefsteak <laughs> cody would be going oh, wild right now hello okay. cody good morning you knew it was gonna go there uh, beef good morning bud oh man you know first of all just one day the cool weather is we're grateful for that right we're also oh, hey oh you know what I, I was gonna do before you get started i was gonna do this because we got people that listen from all around the country and I just thought, okay, uh, here at the bunkhouse, it's 67 degrees right now. Lynchburg, Virginia, I got 51 degrees. Estes Park, one of my favorite places in the world, 42 degrees. Carson City, 50 degrees. Sipapu Ski Resorts, 43 degrees. <laughs> and uh, there's probably other locations, but I just kind of got some of my favorites that I, I just, I don't know. I just... 
for whatever reason, I always like to look at what the temperature, what the weather is at Estes Park. Is that weird? Uh, well, Cody would say it's age-related, and, you know, hee-haw, they used to do that on hee-haw all the time. You know, well, we got, you know, over there in Blinton County, we got, you know, 67 degrees, and we got... And, and <laughs> they then, do that And the hogs yeehaw. are wild, and you don't remember... So, you know what? Last night, we were at, or yesterday afternoon, we were at the On That Hunt, and Uh we're going to talk about that later in the show, but uh, one of the old guys said, well, you can't buy that at TGNY. (laughs) (laughs) Like, everybody's looking at him. All the kids are looking at him like, TGNY? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, So, did uh, you watch Hee Haw when you were younger? Did someone turn on the TV? Yeah, sure. And that I can all, I don't know why, but it's ingrained in my, my mind where they would sing that song, gloom, despair, and agony on me, misery. deep, yeah. dark depression, excessive misery, if it weren't for good luck, we'd have no luck at all. Wait, no, bad luck. Anyways, so I turned it to good luck because that's <laughs> the way we should be singing it, right? I always wondered about that part. Why did I remember the gloom, despair, and agony on me instead of the other stuff about hee-haw? Why? What's wrong with me, TJ? Shall we start the hour with what's wrong with beefsteak? Oh, <laughs> no, we cannot spend two hours talking about what's wrong <laughs> with beefsteak. <laughs> but we can tell everybody, I'll tell you what's right. And what's right is McBride's guns. The way society is pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. The one we trust with our constitutional rights is McBride's guns. And man, you're hearing it all over the all over the world now. People are saying, yep. yeah, Lock we need load. to arm every house. We yep. need to, we need to, rethink this whole thing and uh for for us here in central texas and for you for anyone around the around the globe any of our listeners you can go to mcbridesguns.com and see everything about mcbrides and work out a firearm deal right there they have a gunsmith on staff they have uh, referrals for your personal carry they have all the youth model rifles and shotguns that you need for training up that next gen of on uh firearm safety and you'll find mcbrides in the same place they've been for your corner of 30th and lamar for years um call them 512-472-3532 512-472-3532 or online at mcbridesguns.com because mcbrides guns will they're our hometown gun shop you know pause pause take a sip of coffee insert coffee here and uh you know, we were talking about you were talking about guns and uh, McBrides, and you know, starting to arm up. You know, I heard a statistic about you know, of course, we want to. God, we got to remember in prayer. You know, our brothers and sisters. You know, over there in Israel, right? And what just right. happened? It's their nine eleven. One of the statistics that I thought was interesting is that it's only one and a half percent of the people of that population have a firearm. One and a half. See, I would have never thought that about Israel. I would have thought everybody had one over there. I would have thought it was like 
ingrained. I would have thought, well, don't, don't they make them take every, you have to go into the military yeah. for two years? Yeah. 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 Or at least kind of, so that why would you thing. not leave there and have your military rifle as part of your, I don't, they, they make it, mean? they make it hard from what I understand. The rules are, uh, to get a firearm, you know, you have to go through not only a class, but you have to kind of get licensed where you go and um, you have to register the gun. That should be part of the two years. And they come out the other <laughs> side and they're, yeah, you, you would give think, them a gun safe, five guns. And <laughs> here you go. The see, code now, to the safe. See, that's the second amendment right there. A, a well-armed militia shall not be, and you know the rest of it, impeded, right? And so you arm them up and, Gosh, I don't know. You know, I can't say that they would have things would have happened differently over there, but I do know that you would feel safer about someone flying into a open air uh, party or. Did you see the pictures of those guys with the paragliders or whatever coming? That was crazy. Uh, Yeah, crazy. Uh, Just how many different things I saw a comic that was uh, he was kind of making a light-hearted remarks about it. And that's not always funny. But you know, anything that's that's current, right, people start laughing or talking about and uh, and trying to make a, a lighter side of it. But he was just saying that, uh, well, they're just, they don't do a lot right. And so they just try to do as much as they can um, in a terrorist act and that evil is just so present. You can just see it. Um, I, you, you can't cover that up how evil what they did was. And I don't want to get into politics at all, but yeah, I don't want to talk about the same stuff everybody's been talking about, but you're right there. If you, and I don't, there's no denying the evil that was released and that, and, and I don't understand the, the brain part. I w- I'm watching, I'm going through and, and I guess we can, we can slow down and start talking about some hunting and fishing <laughs> stuff. Cause I sat in my bow blind last night. Uh, but I'm going through episode by episode band of brothers right now. And I know you've watched it 10 times. You've done the Bible study that goes with it. Yeah. But I've never watched it from beginning to end. And it sparked in me the same thing that watching Private Ryan did years ago, which anybody who does not understand the sacrifice that's been, that's come before them, any young person that does not understand what, what, what men and women have gone through to give us this country you ought to be just punched in the face and i mean i just get so because it is so real and see uh, now heart just goes out to that is very hard thank you tj that's a good point and see that's what i want to tell the young people they think that the reason that guys our age and our uh, demographic were mad when people would kneel, you know, during different events, it wasn't because of race, color, creed, anything. It was about freedom. 
And I think that's been proven now. Several people that have gotten their rights taken away, like that NBA, WNBA basketball player who was over in Russia, yeah. got rights taken away, lived in a box for a while, comes back and now stands for the national anthem and stands for it. Why? Because the United well, States and this and generation, the flag, this it, generation it, doesn't know hardship. I mean, 9-11 is long since gone. There's a whole generation of young people who have no idea what what it means. I mean, now, not all of them, because there are some, I mean, Absolutely. I got yeah. young guys that you and I both know that are in the military now, that have joined the military, they're game wardens, they're cops, they're, uh, we know good young men who understand, but there's so many of them out there that don't. And so we just, man, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you want to train up a group of boys, you got a, you got a boy in your house, make them watch band of brothers. And, and at the end of it, have some kind of reward for them to watch every episode and write down what they learned from it. Yeah. You have to be active in it. Participate, navigate, with them in navigate that with them and bring them to, up to date on what happened to get them the freedoms that they have. And so, Hey, we, uh, we're, we went down some kind of rabbit hole. I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, but Hey, this is the bunkhouse and we talk about what we talk about, uh, just sitting around this old pot belly stove and, uh, just want to thank you, you regulators for being here with us again. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Uh, we'll take a break, come back on the flip side. We're going to do, I've got some angler news, and I've got a potential job for <laughs> you, Beef, and anybody okay. interested. Cody Cody may be interested in this, a job for fishing. You can make over a hundred grand a year with nice. this job. So stick around. We'll give you the details. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. It's only one place, 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned in to the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor show in Texas, right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, available live here on Sundays or 24-7-365, theoutdoorzone.com. As a live recorded podcast, share us with your friends. Love to grow our podcast platform uh hey Nile maxwell supercenter wants you to know our inventory was not affected by any of the recent hailstorms. if you were affected we stand ready to help you recover with help getting on getting top dollar from your insurance company repairs or better yet let's let us trade you out the damaged vehicle for something storm damage free at the Nile maxwell supercenter we're going to give you even more for your trade-in during this difficult time. That's on top of our extra deep discount on replacing your vehicle by buying it from Nile Maxwell Supercenter. When storms like this hit, you need quick and easy solutions. Let us help you at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin, a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram with no dings or dents, with something, with something you won't find anywhere else. For the best selection, and Nile's promise to beat any competitor's price, 
go see the experts in Central Texas at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin or online anytime at <laughs> Okay, Beef, so... Um, Tell me, lay know, down this job. What, what job are you? So I know occasionally we'll bump, bump into something, you know, like a, a bear hunting opportunity, maybe a ranch hand job somewhere. Well, this one I thought fit just right with you and, and even Cody, this is something I think might really interest him. It's, uh, an angler, this story about an angler who earned over a hundred grand catching an unwanted species of fish this summer, just during the summer, pike minnow are a native species in the Columbia river basin that's uh, that prey heavily on salmon and steelhead smolt. Hmm. One angler fished the 2023 Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Program with plenty of dough in their bank account. According to catch data, the top angler in the program caught and removed 10,127 pike minnow and earned $101,000. $520 in bounties. The next, next best angler nearly reached six figures, earning $98,510 for 9,786 fish. That's a lot. And I was trying Dude. to, I was trying to do the math on how many, how long it would take to catch 10,000 fish, <laughs> you know? Well, it's it, not that many, whatever they're doing, however they're doing it. Yeah. If you made that your full-time gig for the summer, for four months, maybe spring and summer, that's you're working six months a year and, and banking over a hundred grand. Hmm. If you're getting after it, that would be the Northern Pike sport reward program is a yearly conservation bounty program. It operates on the lower Columbia river and is funded by the Bonneville power administration. The program runs each summer from May 1st to September 30th and doles out significant cash to hundreds of anglers for removing pike minnow, a species known to prey on salmon and steelhead smolt. Critics of the program say removing the native fish species obfuscates the real problem, the BPA's dams along the lower Snake River. Regardless of where you stand on the issue, the program is hands down one of the best ways to earn money by catching an unwanted fish species. This year, the program offered anglers $6 a fish, wow. $6 a fish for the first 25 qualifying nine inch plus fish of the season. From 25 to 200, each fish paid $8 a piece. Mm. And 200 plus were $10 each. Specially tagged fish gave anglers a chance at 200 to 500 in reward money. This is like a lottery, but it's a better, but it's the, the payoff is so much better. Huh? There. And, the, and a couple of other things last year, they had a guy who no, in 2016, a guy made $119,000. For 14,000 pike minnow. And let's see, they, uh, 
They oh, and they and another thing I thought was pretty cool. They don't name the anglers. They don't give out the names of the anglers in this. So they're making this money. Cha ching. Well, that's side I don't know money. if they're getting a ten ninety nine on it or not. But that's side money. They don't want no, they don't want their girlfriends or their wives knowing about their side money. Come on, man. <laughs> side money. <laughs> their wives hey honey, going to work. Yeah. Going to work, going out. You get their little metal lunch box and so I, I want to ask a very serious question, TJ. If you were if it was, you know, many years ago and you were kind of either on your own or newly married, would you go do something like this? Would you now, knowing what you know, go take opportunities where you would take a risk and jump out and do this for a little I'd bit? I'd probably do more risk taking now than I would have when I was young. Hmm. But I was always pretty rogue, dude. I was kind of a feral kid. And <laughs> so being rogue was not strange to me working on my own hustling work or whatever i'd walk up to a, somebody building a house and start you know hustle a job and start carrying two by fours it was all i ever knew so uh you do what you got to do and i'm thankful all my kids all my kids have an entrepreneurial spirit they've they all they've all just got it and uh and i think it's a good thing that they don't worry about if they got to do something, they just will go out and find something. So, you know, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. Uh, we got into a conversation about adventure, vacations, things like that. And I said, you know, we try to take a, a vacation. It doesn't seem like a vacation. And I think it's because when we broke it down, we're doing a lot of normal adventurous stuff in our life all the time. And I think there's a lot of people that just go hit the clock, do what they do, come home very solemnly, just focus on just doing that in their life. And they don't intermingle a lot of adventure with it. I don't know what kind of person you are. I think you're the kind that has like an ongoing vacation, right? I mean, in a way, try to excuse get it. me. An ongoing. <laughs> you think I just live in this I, vacation? That was not world? negative. What I'm trying to say is, you could create two atmospheres. One where you just say, "Oh yeah, once a year we're gonna do a thing and we're gonna go to France or whatever, or going to the beach," and the rest, and then you don't do anything on the weekends, hardly at all. You don't do anything during the week. You don't have those mini adventures. And, I don't know. I so. And this seems like a mini adventure. I think what I do, I think what I do by myself, the adventures I do with my buddies and the things that I do when I snag some guys and go to the mountains or whatever. Yeah. I think those adventures are, uh, are pretty good as far as doing that type of adventure with my wife. Uh, I mean, I, she, we are we're we we have a couple of days planned in the next month that I've convinced her to go camping with me. <laughs> now glamping or camping? No camping. Primitive Not camping. Not glamping. Primitive. We're taking camping. my pickup truck, tents, all the camping stuff, and we're going to go camp at a, in a campground in the tent. And I could easily pull the camper and make it that. And we may end up flipping to that, but I've 
I'm just trying to get her to. You want and the she's fine with it. You she's want the like, world well, to okay slow down a little do bit, it. right? You want the world to slow down and just be present in the outdoors and see what God has to offer in the great outdoors. Is that what you're doing? Well, I just want <laughs> to not be caught up. I, I mean, when I go into the city, there's times where I'll fly somewhere and I'll be yeah. in this giant city and all these cars and traffic going everywhere. And I'm just like, I'm so glad that I'm not, that I don't have to be in that grind. My daughter called me the other morning at six 30 in the morning, taking the kids to school, doing all that, going, going to work. She's a school teacher. So, and it was like six 30 or 7 AM. I'm like, Oh man, I remember those days. They're yeah. such a grind. Well, that, so we were talking about also the, you know, hunting, uh, with the deer lease. And to me, the adventure is not going out and having all this stuff planned and just packing the schedule and going here and doing that. My adventure is going out into the, the hill country of, of, you know, Mason or West Texas and sitting in a deer blind, slowing down and the whole your soul kind of goes down to the speed of the outdoors of the world that spending four days there where you're doing nothing but the hunting and around the, the, the hunting lodge and you know, where, where we stay and with the guys, I mean, come even by myself, that is yeah, a vacation. By yourself is good. So I, one of the things that, so we, we go back to these guys that are doing this, uh, catching these pike minnows, making a hundred grand a year, catching mm -hmm. these invasive or they're native fish. I don't, I'm a little interesting there, but uh, the guys that are making those guys are grinding to make that hundred, but hundred thousand dollars. That's true. Um, but that's four months a year, five months a year doing what they love. Working. Yeah. Catching 500 and, fish a week. And that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty good way to grind it. I'm sure it beats the cubicle or, uh, some of the other options. One thing they're going to need though, is they're going to need health share. They're going to need, uh, health care options. And Altrua health share is one of those finding affordable, top quality health care options can be tricky for sportsmen's entrepreneurs and and pike minnow fishermen, self-employed <laughs> folks. Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers powerful alternatives to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. This is what Cody uses. And we also use HealthShare. Uh, so we know this program we know this stuff works and it's a great alternative it is the alternative altrua health share is a health care sharing ministry which means that members commit to a statement of standards which includes healthy lifestyle choices depending on which level of membership someone chooses their options for telemedicine counseling services maternity services and much much more members can also See almost any provider or facility. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, myshare.org. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another.
All right. Coming up next, we'll do news of the weird. You don't want to miss it. Uh, it's a it's another big buck and python story. It doesn't happen just anywhere, but it happens here on the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, twenty four seven three sixty five at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, regulators. Here's a notice to the antis and the terrorists, us bunkhouse boys and our regulators. We don't give in to you anti-gun crowd, PETA terrorist or the Taliban. It's how we roll in the bunkhouse. Keep informed by riding the trail with us all week long online at theoutdoorzone.com. All and, right, welcome back, regulators. And how we roll is we roll right to Sun Come Automotive. On. That's right. Everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired, and it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. We use our friends over at Sun Auto Service. You know, Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto and repair maintenance company since 1978. Some people weren't even born then. And each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do, and we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. You know, you ready to visit them? Go online to find all of their locations. You can go to sunautoservice.com. Mine happens to be my local one, happens to be 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go sign up at sunautoservice.com. All right. Thank you, Beef. And now it's time for our news of the weird huh wild weird strange and crazy things can happen in the outdoors we seek them out and bring them to you each and every week it's time for the outdoor zones outdoor news of the weird so beef yeah here we go when you're when you're walking out to the stand especially in the mornings when you're going out there before sunrise uh you ever think about what's on what's what's around you <laughs> what's on the ground oh lord you know creepy I, we talked about that noises in fact my uh my granddaughter was over yesterday and she looked up on top of the gun safe she goes grandpa what is that that's a snake and it was the one that I killed under my deer blind that like six foot rattlesnake. And, uh, right. and I just, uh, you know, I took the opportunity to cut it, uh, open and then just use a staple gun and stapled it to a random piece of wood that happened to be in the gut pile out there. And now it uh, gave me an opportunity to tell her the story of the giant snake that almost ate grandpa. But anyways, well, this Hunter guy... bags marsh buck and giant python during morning hunt near Florida Everglades. A hunter from Is Isla Mor Morada, Isla Morada, Florida, kicked off the state's muzzleloader season with a bang earlier this month when he accomplished a rarely seen feat. Twenty-one-year-old 
Connor Ross, who works as an inshore fishing guide, managed to bag an eight-point buck and a 16-foot Burmese python during the same morning hunt. He tells the story that he was on his way to his remote stand location inside Florida's Big Cypress National Preserve when he spotted the giant python crossing the road. It was 4 a.m. and I was half asleep when I saw it. I've been hunting pythons for a long time, and that's the biggest one I've ever seen. And he went after it. He didn't go the other way. And kept on going. (laughs) Then Then he paddles his kayak out to his hunting stand and he's sitting at his hunting stand and he hears the (laughs) a buck coming across the the swamp and shoots the buck and uh and so he's got a there's a great picture we need to put it on our facebook page yeah i love the outdoor zone facebook page of him and the python and i just thought man that's i mean for us that would be That'd be like shooting a hog and a deer at the same time. Yeah. Uh, well, the, you know how many people would go after the old snake? I don't know. That's one of those things we talk about. Uh, I kill that snake in a heartbeat. I'll tell you, I want to go down there. I want to do that. Uh, I want to do that. You want to do a hunting. python it's, hunt? it's quite the deal. I mean, there's plenty of guides out there that'll take you out to do it. But I don't want to shoot. I don't want to go smack down on little three or four and i want to get a i want to get a big one <laughs> of course i don't know what you do with it i don't know if you package the meat and eat it later I, you'd have to you'd have to pack that meat back and we'd have to grill it up here at the bunkhouse oh yeah right? and then and then you would have to take the skin and put it as a border around the top of your living room you know all the way around wouldn't that be cool that'd be something yeah. to talk about make a vest out of it do something you know Speaking of this, I just want to tell you, one of the memories that came up uh, every once in a while is about one of my first KOZs that I went to back in the day, way, way back in the day. T, this crazy man, pull uh, comes up and he's driving up the driving up the hill and the gravel road to get to the bunkhouse. And he runs over, he sees a snake and he runs over it. Or I don't know exactly how it happened. At least that's a story. You don't even know the story. And uh, you bring it up there and uh, and you, you show it to all the boys. And then you cut it open and you skin it and then char some meat over the fire and, and invite the boys into eating it. And it was like, who the hell, heck is this guy? <laughs> what if I got myself into here? I like, I like this. I could do, that's what I've always wanted to do and didn't think it was okay. So yeah. And what's and, the story? And what's how the in real the world st- is this part of my church and ministry? <laughs> <laughs> Even better. I felt this is like, all about Jesus. I felt like up these that, boys. I've found it. Nirvana. I'm home. Uh, so what's yeah, the story no, that was, about going up there? That, Cause that was a, there was, it was just a big, uh, I don't know what it was, rat snake or something that was fresh dead on the side of the road, still wiggling. Somebody had run it over and I just stopped and picked it up and I thought, well, hell, heck that's cool. <laughs> you can <laughs> say that word. You uh, can say that that's word. cool. We're going to take that up there and we'll just show the boys. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't even think twice about it. 
I know, but it was a pretty radical thing for most people, including myself at the time. And, uh, and it's really cool that they're, I don't know. It just seemed like that sparked an interest in me. It sparked interest in the boys, just like, Hey, doing what you want to do in the outdoors is okay. It's okay to be a boy. It's okay to be an adventurous man. It's okay to do all this cool stuff uh, that you've well, always the, wanted to do. Well, the 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 point behind a lot of it is, one is our objective is that we need to teach the next generation, right? We need to teach them outdoor skills. We need to teach them how to do things to take care of. I mean, I'm not talking about the apocalyptic taken care but if a kid can't change a tire if he doesn't know how to handle a firearm safely if he doesn't know about a knife what kind of boy are you gonna who wants their daughter to marry a guy who doesn't know that stuff who doesn't have some confidence and the ability to lead i mean that's we need strong young men out there and the other thing is why would you why would you, with the way that kids, what they experience in the palm of their hand, the adrenaline rush from watching Red Bull Mountain Dew YouTube videos <laughs> of this stuff that's got their hearts racing, not to mention the uh, pornography or whatever it is that may be in their palm of their hand that makes their the energy level in their body go up. Why would you say, hey... I got a great idea. Why don't you just come in here and sit down and we're going to turn you into a good little boy. If you just sit down and listen to me, hmm. you are so missing it culturally. You don't even understand what, you, what's going on culturally with our kids. But if you say, Hey, come on, we're going to go sit around a campfire. We're going to go, we're going to teach you how to shoot a 22. We're going to go and, uh, and here's a snake, we're going to skin it and you start to affect the way they pay attention and you go to their level. You taught me one thing a long time ago, beef. And I tell all the KOZ guys, I tell, tell people this all the time. If you don't understand the word extreme, if it's not <laughs> part of your training process, when you're with your kids, healthy extreme you're going to have a, you're going to have a hard time getting them to, uh, well, getting them to track most of what us, you're doing. Exactly. And a lot of boys and a lot of men are extreme, but it's whether you're extreme for good or you're extreme for bad. And that is the point there. You case in point. Well, you know, the whole thing you were talking about having a tablet or having a video or watching stuff online, people go, why don't I just watch it online? I'll see a drone go through the, uh, you know, Grand Canyon. And you're like, oh, that's really cool. But I'll tell you what, you put them out on the edge of the Grand Canyon and have them physically looking, that changes everything when they And by the way, that. we were with the game wardens yesterday. I know we got to take a break. We were with the game wardens yesterday and they showed us the new drone the oh. Texas game wardens are flying. There ain't no getting away from them now, boys. <laughs> I can tell you they can watch you from hundreds of yards away, and they can tell you whether you shave that day or not. <laughs> it is something else. So, hey, let's take a break. Come back on the flip side. We got Game Warden Field Notes. Speaking of Game Wardens, we got Game Warden Field Notes on the flip side. You get that and a whole bunch more 
while you're hanging out with us here in the bunkhouse. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. Welcome back, regulators. Welcome back, regulators. This is your deer shooting, flounder gigging, dove blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie Outdoor Zone radio show broadcast live. From the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms and at theoutdoorzone.com. Now it's time for our Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. All right, Game Warden Field Notes brought to to you by our friends over at Keystone Bank. You can experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. And this is where the Bunkhouse Boys is where we bank. Keystone Bank, it was founded by our buddy Jeff Wilkinson, Heffy Longshot, and his team operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why they're so invested in the community and its success. You got to watch, uh, check out their podcast. Jeff does a podcast. Really? And uh, it's great with a lot of local uh, entrepreneurs and Nice. Uh, it's really cool that the guy that you're banking with locally is doing a podcast. You get to know him. Local relationship-based service that sets them apart. They, You call the bank. You know who you're talking to. That has value. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime, well, of course. They have all the technical products in place so you can do your banking from anywhere. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of their locations in person. They've got one at 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin. There's 100, uh, one, one at 500 Pressler Street there in downtown Austin or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to their website, keystone.bank, keystone.bank for all the information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Um, so Montana Fish and Game has this this issue that's come up again for them, whether crossbows should be allowed during archery season. And they've been back and forth. They've had judges uh, put it on hold. Um, It's it's quite the controversy there. And so – from my understanding beef Mm -hmm. the whole crossbow thing was first approved because it was an option for disabled hunters if you were in a wheelchair or if you only had one arm or whatever the deal was you Mm -hmm. could quote unquote bow hunt 
with a crossbow. It's archery. It's a stick, and it goes down range. <laughs> well, and and it is, it is, but it's also a hundred yard shot with a scope on a gun mounted with a gun mounted and they don't even call them arrows. No, they're bolts. And so you're shooting a bolt. <laughs> it just doesn't explode. hundred yards. Right. It just doesn't explode. That's all. And I mean, I'm, I've seen tons of kids get their first deer. I know that it's been used very effectively in a lot of areas, but I also get the complaint from the purists, from the archery guys, the real archery, the guys that are shooting a bow. Mm -hmm. And now of course the argument with, well, the new Matthews bow or Hoyt bow, Hoyt bow with, yeah, four over four hundred feet per second. You know, you know that is that really up. archery? Are you really? Is there much difference between shooting that and a and a, a crossbow? So it's kind of like, yeah, well, it's kind of a good point. So um, is it good though? That I mean, <clears throat> I, I see one side where you're enabling people to get into the outdoors and do some hunting that wouldn't maybe normally do it. I know that one of the aspects of it is, you know, uh, guys that have been through prison and come out or have had a felony and can't own firework, you know, firearms or something like that, that there's an opportunity to go deer hunting. I can see that part of it. Right. But right. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the story came up in my mind where we did archery last month at Kids Outdoor Zone, our, you know, monthly meeting that we have for kids in the outdoors. And archery was the big thing. And there was a there was kind of a question as to should we shoot, you know, a crossbow while we're doing it? And then it came up. I'm like, no, 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 I don't think we should. I think it's about archery. It's about vertical shooting, not horizontal shooting. And then it came up afterwards. Someone asked me, well, leaders, you know, maybe we should put the, a pin or a sight on these Genesis bows that we have. I'm like, wait a minute. We're getting away from what, what it's meant to be, which is showing the kids how to do instinctive, you know, uh, uh, targeting. You know, where you're not, you don't have a specific pin. You're not really, it's instinctive, just like you would with a bow. You know, you're learning how to measure, how to react, how to figure change drop. Up. Yeah, figure drop. There's change a whole up. bunch of parts and pieces to that. You're right. Dan Cook, one of our listeners from West Virginia, uh, text in and he said i'm not a crossbow fan people take stupid shots plus the bolts are too light for great penetration well i don't know i've seen some big old holes from <laughs> some crossbows I, I mean some big old holes and I, some people who uh have shot all in the and the bolt goes all the way through the deer and sticks in a tree on the other side <laughs> and they can't hardly get it out well they've got those medieval uh crossbows now i mean it looks like the old days where they were storming the castle and, you know, they had to, 
Well, and, and I, you know, back. the, the argument's going to be there. It's kind of like, uh, the whole thing in Texas on the, uh, deer hunting, the high fence and low fence. And what does that mean? And, and, uh, you know, how to, is that really hunting or not, or hunting around a feeder? Is that really hunting? And, and there's great explanations and great reasons for all of it. My, my biggest really push right now, or my, what I would probably hang my hat on is we need as many people buying hunting license and going out in the field as we can possibly get. And if part of that is the crossbow, uh, hunter, then so be it right now. And I mean, look at the bass fishermen using live scope. Professional no, we're bass gonna, fishermen. We're going to go there. You want to go down that dark well, alley? Well, I'm just saying <laughs> technology has moved us way, way, way forward. Oh, and you're right. It's a, and it's a trick. It's, it's a, but we need as many people bass fishing, live scoping, crossbow, deer hunting, hog hunting. And if the next generation can move into it, I, th I, I don't think it's, it's not where you're droning them in and I, I don't know. So maybe I'm, the, I'm maybe, for it. maybe we should change the discussion and just say not whether or not a crossbow is okay, but the other discussion, which is, should it be used during archery season? Maybe we say it's good. You can do it anytime you want, except for it's just like a gun. You do it during gun season. And it's not archery. Except for maybe a few exceptions, you know, uh, like we talked about disabled veterans or something like that. But why not just change the argument to when you do it? Just like with a live scope, would you use that? Is it okay to use that during a tournament? Isn't that kind of the argument uh well, it, not whether it's okay or not but when should you use it there's a lot of guys that don't that don't agree with that whole live scope thing and but there you know there's people that hate peters and yeah but like you said there's an explanation for that well and people can argue it. with you about the the need for crossbows to be used during archery season i mean well, we got buddies you and i have friends that over the last two or three weeks have taken out boys first time hunters and they've killed their first deer. So, right. and there's hey, something magical about that. That is really what we should probably be focusing on is that experience. So, hey, uh, is searching for a new mattress keeping you up at night? I spent hours online reading reviews before I walked into factory mattress knowing exactly what I wanted, or so I thought. After using the right fit sleep mapping system, I got a mattress specifically designed for Sandra and I, and I saved 600 bucks. Turns out mattress shopping has gotten way more personalized than I thought. Shop smarter, not harder, with the science-backed sleeping solutions at factory mattress get the right bed now during the pre black friday sale going on now at factory mattress save 700 and get free adjustable base on select premium mattresses 
where uh, the pre-Black Friday sale going on now at Factory Mattress, where we have sleep down to a science. FactoryMattressTexas.com. FactoryMattressTexas.com. Yeah, Mrs. Granny and I are really happy with our factory mattress. All right, really happy. We're really happy. You'll be really happy when we come back. Can you believe one hour of the show has already subsided? Now we get to kick it off and go to hour two. So we're going to take a break. You go get your coffee, refill it, and come back at 8 o'clock. And uh, we're going to talk open talk, but uh, coming up this next segment, I'm going to try to get TJ to tell us about the hunt that they won on a double D yesterday. All right, regulators. We, uh, man, we just love doing the show. We love the outdoors and we want to, if you want to hear us during the week, you just go 24, seven, 365 to theoutdoorzone.com. the outdoor zone with tj and cody ryan live from the bunkhouse There's a place up ahead and I'm going just as fast as my feet can come away come away if you're going leave the sinking ship behind all right welcome back regulators you're tuned into the outdoor zone Live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning live on 102.7 ESPN in Austin, Texas, or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorszone.com. Live recorded podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms, the Outdoor Zone radio network all around the world. My name is TJ Graney, outdoor veteran outdoor journalist, and in the bunkhouse with me today is... The beef. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jack is the ranch hand that gets here early. Make sure the gate gets open. The old pot belly stove gets fired up. Cody Ryan is fishing a bass tournament, and uh, he's got so much going on right now. I can't wait for him to get back and <laughs> tell us all about the professional bass season and everything that's going on there. Uh, with There's a there's a bunch of stuff going on. I just can't the, believe uh, you let him take a break. Professional I mean, bass what? fishing world. And he is such a nerd in that he, he knows so much about it, but we'll hear more, hear more from him about the fishing, uh, when he gets back next week. And, um, uh, 
Well, I was, I, I I'm going to give him a hard time about taking off. Taking off. I'm just going to do it. I, hey, it's his 11-year anniversary with his bride. I'm like, go forth and propagate. Do what you got to <laughs> do. We need it's more. <laughs> an amazing, it's an amazing thing to be committed and to survive 11 years. You, you're correct. Uh, you see, I see it all the time. So, Families break up and it's devastating. You can make yeah, it. Yeah, it's the world. The world tells people that being married is optional and that is not what we truly believe and understand but uh <laughs> hey i was looking at this uh report from the texas game wardens there's so lake falcon is a place where actually cody grew up cody ryan grew up fishing on lake falcon so i was a single dad for years and the only thing we could figure out to do was go fishing so we bought a bass boat and we fished every all over every weekend. That's what we did. And one of our favorite places to go was Lake Falcon, which is a dammed up lake on the Rio Grande River between Mexico and Texas. So we'd drive down there and we'd spend three, four days over there. We'd drive over to the Mexican side and fish over there. You get a Mexican fishing license. We go back and forth. We'd, but one of the things that you would run into over there is the Mexican fishermen have what's called gill nets mm -hmm. and they're these long nets and they have floats on top and weights on the bottom. They put them in the river or the lake and they catch fish and that's how they feed their families. That's how they make money as they, they're fishermen. And of course people always get crazy. I've watched them before and I've seen them throw back bass. I've seen them throw back their fishing specific kinds of fish not necessarily bass and they're not but that's what they do that's how they've made their living for ever and uh and it's hard work but on occasion there's some of those scoundrels that'll drag one of those nets across the american side and recently the game wardens found a super long one it was 5,000 feet long. Oh. 5,000 feet long gill wow. net. How do you even and, reel that in? Oh. And there was a couple of there was a couple of things that came up for me that I thought was interesting. One was um that the game wardens are even able to have any time to think about those kind of things with everything going on along the border mm -hmm. that they're down there still doing their job not to mention all the other stuff piled up on top of them with this open border policy that the current administration has in place so there's this struggle with that and i just thought good for you game wardens and i met uh, I was with five game wardens yesterday. I went on a youth hunt at a private ranch and, uh, and there was five game wardens there. And, uh, it was incredible. I mean, the, they're studs, studs, hardworking, very, very, very professional in the way they handled themselves. And, uh, one of the coolest things was during this time with them, 
they took out their drone and they have this brand new drone that they're getting to use or that they bought and that and that actually um a they do a game ward they have a 501c3 where you can donate money to buy the equipment that game wardens need and that's where they got the uh drone from but i i want to tell tell more about that drone but i forgot to remind everybody hey this segment's brought to you by mcbride's guns because mcbride's guns sponsors this segment we get to bring it to you each and every week with the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shop. And that would be McBride's Guns, family-owned and operated local, full-service firearm dealer. And local doesn't really matter anymore when you can go to McBride'sGuns.com. Um, they have a gunsmith on staff. They have new rifles. They have uh, personal carry. If you have a collection that you have an estate with a collection of firearms and you need to figure out what to do with it, you can go to McBride's Guns and they'll help you navigate that. They've done it countless times with people I know and then they've helped me with that as well. So McBride's Guns, they can help you with anything firearms, youth model rifle or shotgun, they got you. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 512-472-3532 or online at mcbridesguns.com, mcbridesguns.com. McBride's Guns, our hometown gun shop. So I was saying that uh, these game wardens have that drone they were flying. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my gosh, they can be football fields away and – tell you whether or not you shave that day they probably have the thermal uh they have camera. it has thermal they can fly and it is they can send a picture to your phone they can send a pinpoint uh <laughs> location to your phone from the drone uh it is it, it all the stuff that it does it, it is incredible and how it can not oh and and so while we're while we're there some of the game wardens took off and when i went over to the drone operator and he says yeah I got, i'm going to show y'all what i'm doing real quick but i got to shimmy out of here we got a poacher that ran off into the woods and we got to go find him <laughs> and they're calling me to come bring the drone over there <laughs> it's like yeah that's right go get them <laughs> yeah we go did uh don't we hang did. out here with us that ain't no fun we did that story. Here, remember, show all the boys, what we're doing? Yeah. Do you remember that story we did where they were using that uh, drone with uh, thermals for tracking lost deer? And I thought that would be an interesting use of the of the product. But well, you can get a drone to do that kind of stuff. I just thought this this current gen uh, oh, yeah, generation right. of drones just amazing. And what they're able to do with it, what he was able, if there's fires, they can pinpoint hot spots. They can help firefighters in wildfires. They can help. If there's a wildfire, they can help direct where they need to cut the lines to put in fire lines to stop wildfires. Mm. Um, it was just incredible what this drone can do. And it was, you know, probably two foot by two foot. But it had the, he said the most expensive part on it was the camera. I bet. 
that yeah. have got this super high end and and they can also put a microphone on it they could put a uh <laughs> and and so they could say come out with your hands on. they can i mean it was it was really cool and and the last but not least he said that uh, what they're trying to do is figure out a way to get drones that can carry stuff. That one could carry about a pound, little little over a pound, because they want to be able to carry like a life jacket or a bottle of water or something oh, to somebody cool. in need. Yeah, that they can't get to. Or beef jerky, you know, if you need to drop an emergency beef jerky load. Of course, none of that. <laughs> what were you going to say? That was on their list. That was I'm. I'm sure it was somewhere in the manual. Yeah, you didn't get to ask about that one. Yes, an emergency. Well, you know, another thing, don't let don't get into an emergency by having your your auto or your vehicle break down. And that's what we do. We go to Sun Auto Service and do it ahead of time and, you know, get their maintenance because everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired and it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. So we use our friends over at Sun Auto Service, you know, Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto and repair maintenance company since 1978. And when it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission services, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Repair Shop nearest you. If you want to go to mine, you can go to 405 West Slaughter Lane, or you may, you may run into me there. Or 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park. There's 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Those don't, uh, that's not in your area. You can also go online and look at their locations elsewhere. And you just have to go sign up for their Facebook and great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go to sunautoservice.com. And now, this is time we got to take another break, but when we come back, TJ is going to tell us about this. Oh, man. PETA terrorists are on the loose. So come back. You can listen to us all week if you want to. Um, 24-7-365 on the OutdoorZone.com. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. Fix me some coffee. All right. Fish on. Fish on. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Here in the bunkhouse, the Outdoor Zone, we're always shopping for Mother Nature's grocery store. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor. Venison, pork, fowl, and even delicious bass. Post your shopping pictures on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Zone. The Outdoor Zone, yeah, you can see pictures of uh, some of the stuff we're putting the smack down on and some of the stuff you send us your pictures. I need to put Dan Cook. He just sent me an elk that he killed. I need to put that up there. Uh, hey, Nile Maxwell Supercenter wants you to know our inventory was not affected by any of the recent hailstorms. If you were affected, we stand ready to help you recover with help getting on top dollar from your insurance company repairs or better yet, 
let us trade you out for a dam uh, of the damaged vehicle for something stored storm damage free at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. We're going to give you even more for your trade in during this difficult time. That's on top of extra deep discounts on replacing your vehicle by buying from Nile Maxwell Supercenter. When storms like this hit, you need quick and easy solutions. Let us help you at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin. A Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram with no dings or dents, with, with something you won't find anywhere else. For the best selection, and Nile's promise to beat any competitor's price, go see the experts in Central Texas at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin, or online anytime. At now, Maxwell Supercenter.com. All right, now it's time for our PETA report. They are anti hunting, anti fishing, anti meat, anti you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA report because we love animals too, they taste great. I want to get that shirt made so bad. <laughs> Don't you think? I've never heard of this guy. A little closer. A little closer. Can you hear it? No, can't hear it. We got to go on. Yeah, Aaron Lewis, right? No, not yeah, Aaron. Aaron Lewis, country boy. So I've never heard of this guy, Aaron Lewis, before. But Pete is all up in arms because this musician, his name's Aaron Lewis, and he's kind of a rock, alt-country, uh, metal kind of dude. But, I mean, he's a uh, he's been around for a long time, apparently. And Pete is all up in arms because he went out and put the smack down on about 50 what was it? 32, 30, 32 coyotes, 32 coyotes. And he laid them out and spelled out. What was it? He spelled out Trump 24. He spelled out. He wrote 24, 20 to uh, Trump 24. Like, and, and I just thought <laughs> that's our kind of guy. He did it in Texas too, by the way, he did the smack down in Texas and they're all up in arms. They're all freaking out. Like, don't listen to him. Don't. And he's just like, I don't care what you do. Yeah. I love to hunt. I love to hunt deer. I love hunting coyotes. Uh, and he just went on about, it. he's just like, I don't care He's what a you do. 51 year old conservative rock, uh, you rocker, right? <laughs> and, uh, and of course they call him a vile, pathetic, washed up. And, uh, well, if he was vile, pathetic and washed up, why are you even wasting a moment with him? It's because he's a threat to your lies and your indoctrination efforts and and i like how they said they had to go and and when they did this article they had to come back and go well you know the texas parks and wildlife actually told us that there is no season for coyotes they're considered non-game animals and you can do what you want with them they can be hunted anytime and it's perfectly legal and the guy participates in raising money for Catch a Dream Foundation, which granted once grants once in a lifetime hunting and fishing experience to children with life threatening illnesses, with which Make a Wish quit doing, 
when a kid wanted to go on an elk or any kind of hunting and fishing stuff, make a wish won't do it. Now they'll, they'll take you to, you know, Disneyland or whatever, which is fine. You know, go, go there. Uh, I'm not a big fan. A a binary mermaid anymore, but go ahead. Um, but these other, the other ones, at least there's, and so the guy's doing stuff that makes a difference. And, and he, and I like his rogue attitude. I knew you would. (laughs) You are not going to dictate to me how I live my life and what I choose. And, um, and he just loves to deer hunt and fish and all the same stuff we do. I, I, did you see that part where he said, um, as for, uh, what I prefer the method of hunting, Aaron said that, um, I generally leave the guns at home when I'm hunting deer. It's a lot more challenging to get a deer close enough to dispatch it with a compound or recurve bow. And I thought sometimes I'll use a muzzle loader at the end of the season or I'll make a, to make the hunt last as long as I can. I'm pretty picky uh, about how and what I kill. And so he, they had to point out, when asked about it, like, oh, you're hunting and you're shooting and you're doing the, he's like, it's not, it, they had to point out that it is perfectly legal. And they even said this in most U.S. states, hunt, hunt, coyote hunting is legal all 12 months of the year. And they try well, to and pay- what all they're trying to do is get their little posse of, of, uh, sheep to agree and and think oh that's horrible that's horrible that's horrible i i guarantee you i've been with ranchers and uh over the last i was with the rancher 2 weeks ago and he was telling me about the coyotes coming in and killing his calves i was with i was with that same rancher and he said they had just so people take dogs and just let them go out in the country Mm -hmm. yeah and he had there was a five dog dog pack pack. yeah wild pack wild dog that was yeah that was coming on his property and killing calves and they had to dispatch those five dogs but people get oh i can't take care of a dog they drive out and they just let it go on a country road and these were big dogs. That's a whole Five nother segment, them. though. <laughs> That's a whole nother problem, you know? And and what people do like PETA, what do they do about that? But I just love that when it all came down, I read and I was like, man, four out of the five points prove that this guy is an upstanding citizen. He's going out and he's shooting the things that he's supposed to shoot when he's supposed to shoot them. He's uh, on the outdoor channel. He's raising money and participating in the Catch a Deer Foundation. And, uh, you know, granted a once in a lifetime hunting for fishing and, and hunting experiences to children with life threatening illnesses. How, how was, I mean, this guy is awesome. 
and they're does trying... his hunting prowess was displayed in a 2010 on the outdoor channel series dream season celebrity the reality hunting show paired celebrities like lewis with everyday hunters and competing teams around the country lewis said it's not about who kills the most it's a competition as to who makes the best tv show so if i miss everyone watching sees me miss if i get a hit people see it and so be it but i don't miss <laughs> see you ought to go meet this guy you ought to call him <laughs> up reach out to him and go hey i think you're a brother from another mother because we are i i get it man i get who you are and what you're saying he and uh and he he just seemed like your kind of guy there tj well, yeah, we'll i get along you know i i love predator hunting i love i have a son-in-law that is an ex, ex, exceptional at that he told me i think he told me last year they shot 170 <laughs> song dogs 170 and that starts i think he said it starts january to april is the predator hunting competitions around the country you know and, the hardest part about all that is picking what you want to do there's so many opportunities in the outdoors, whether it's deer hunting or going on. Well, and, and the, and, and the, the, uh, and most of the predator hunting competitions, there are fur traders on site. So you bring in these animals and the fur traders will buy them from you right there. And you just load them up into their refrigerated trucks and they go and make coats for people like in, in, countries where you get one coat you use a whole year salary to buy one coat because it's so cold there that you have to have something and in it's a traditional you know skin coat like one of these animals and so it's a it's an it's a cool deal I, I was I was pretty fired up to find out about this guy and we probably need to start including some of his music in our in our music thread i like it yes the, we should do that on the outdoor zone anyway well you got something else you're pumped up story. about right all the time especially cody's always pumped up about altura hellshare gosh Altrua Healthshare, absolutely gotta know gotta know how to take care of your family gotta know how to take care of uh, yourself and Altrua HealthShare is an affordable option. Finding affordable, top quality healthcare options can be tricky for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed like us. Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it does offer alternative. It offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow. Eligible medical needs are then shared in it from the escrow account. A dedicated member services representative helps members navigate everything from finding, finding health care providers to guiding members through submitting medical needs for sharing. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, myshare.org, Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. Well, enough about those uh, side-winding, belly-crawling, you know, PETA, those PETA <laughs> terrorists. <laughs> enough about them. When we come back uh, after this break, we got to take one. But when we come back, we're going to talk 
Arm Citizens Report. And if you uh, can't get enough, man, we're on all week. You can find us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Yeah, here we go. All right, welcome back, regulators. Aldo Leupold said, I'm glad I will not be young in a future without wilderness. It's up to us to train up the next generation of outdoor men and women. Don't sit on the back row. Stand and fight. Give to the Kids Outdoor Zone, land, cash, vehicles, boats, or start a group in your church. Go to kidsoutdoorzone.com, kidsoutdoorzone.com to donate. KOZ, no kid left inside. This segment of the Outdoor Zone Brought to you by our friends over at Keystone Bank. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. Started by our buddy Jeff Wilkinson and his team operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals just like you. That's why they're so invested in the community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. When we believe that, we believe in that. We bank there, and and uh, and we know who our banker is. When you need to buy a car or refinance your mortgage or whatever you're doing with your banking, it's nice to know who you're talking to. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. That's right. When I travel, I can just jump online and take care of my banking. To learn more, get started with Keystone Account. Visit uh, one of our locations in person. There's one at 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin, Texas, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, Texas, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Just go to the website, keystone.bank, for all the information. Keystone.bank for all the information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Now it's time for our Armed Citizen Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. An Elmira man who was shot by a resident when he allegedly broke into a home has a prior felony conviction for robbery. Jason A. Lopez, 33, was wounded shortly after 6 a.m. Sunday when the occupant opened fired with a legally owned shotgun after Lopez forced his way into the residence in the 500 block of Perrin Street, according to Elmira Police Department. Lopez and the resident, who do not know each other, and police are still investigating a motive for the home invasion, but Lopez did serve a prison sentence on robbery charges. Lopez was convicted of second-degree robbery in Chemung County in 2007 and served five years in the upstate correctional facility in Malone, New York. He was released on parole in September 2011, and his parole ended in September 2016. Hmm. Bad guy thwarted by good guy with gun. Of course. An elderly, an early morning attempted break-in saw homeowner defending their property by firing shots at three masked intruders who claimed to be from Seattle police. 
The incident, which took place around 2 a.m. on Thursday, security footage from the targeted home displayed three men, all donning masks and armed with pistols, approaching the house. The video reveals their attempt to force entry with one shouting, Seattle police! Through Though the first two struggled to gain access, the third intruder eventually managed to kick the door open. This prompted the homeowner to retaliate by shooting at the invaders, causing them to flee. While escaping, the trio allegedly shot back at the house and damaged some fencing. An anonymous neighboring resident recounted the harrowing experience of being awoke by the gunfire. A bullet even pierced his window. Oh, man. So I guess in that situation, some people would say having a gun to defend yourself is not okay. And you should probably just call 911. They'll send a counselor over to have a conversation with those three young men about the choices they're making in their life today. (laughs) Man, there's just why people do what they do. (laughs) There's just no common sense in any of it. If you come kicking at my door, expect to meet. I I um, just think a lot, a lot of people don't know me. They just don't know that there is consequences to what you do like that. Well, who's teaching these kids that, Hey, you go kicking in a door. There's a good chance that maybe there might be consequences to your action. But TJ, there's a whole group of people, even in the political thing with uh, Israel right now, that are saying, no, 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 it's not okay to protect yourself. It's not okay to uh, go against an invasion. No, it's not okay. You hear that nowadays, and then they're blaming the people that protected themselves. That takes me all the way back to saving private Ryan and band of (laughs) brothers and what our guys fought for. And these are obviously people who do not understand. Hey, uh, so I sat in my bow blind last night and it was like five 30 and I should have been in there by four, I guess. But I just thought, man, I'm at home. I can walk over there and get in that bow blind. I got some giant deer coming in over there. Congratulations. That's awesome. And, uh, and I just thought, okay. And my, my son-in-law who's probably listening to the show right now uh-huh. has set up cameras and he knows the big deers out there and it's kind of between him and I, who's going to kill this deer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little bit closer, a little bit more convenient for me to slide over there you know, on my piece of property and my deer blind. So he's already and, named it. He's already tagged it. He's already said, this is mine. Is that what you're yeah, telling me? He's, he's made it home, but that's fine. I don't care if there's going to be somebody he's earned it. He's earned a, a chance at it, but I'm not going to wait around. If that big old <laughs> deer comes in, I'm going to put the smack down. On I like it. you, but not that much. so anyway uh yeah felt really good to sit in there and just be still i didn't i didn't sit there and scroll on my phone and do all the stuff that be present and what you're doing i was trying to be present i'm trying really hard just to 
soak it up and sit there. And I heard, uh, I heard them walking around behind me, <laughs> but they never came out. And then it got dark and I shimmied out of there, but oh, I could hear them. I could hear him. Are, are you, have you been out at all? Uh, I have not, I did not, set I haven't up? done any air tree. I got set up and all that, but you know, there's been some things that have, uh, gone on several different things that just have taken my time. So, you have, know, just have any of the guys gone it. out? Is there anybody out there bow hunting um, at your deer leaf? Nope. Nope. Nobody. Okay. Nobody's doing that. So the that. feeders are spinning and, uh, and the and deer the are happy and deer. they're dancing around and they come in and out as they please. They don't care. And <sighs> then the first day of, of November, the bloodshed, <laughs> the carnage. We're talking about extending our weekend a couple days and staying out there. You know, nice. I, I couldn't take vacation. I'm supposed to go to the sun, uh, Smoky Mountains with my wife. And so I'm kind of figuring out how can I do this where I exchange that vacation for <laughs> an extended deer opening weekend. What's vacation. her love language. You better figure out her two love languages and just absolutely feed into those. That's probably a good idea. Those are, you know, I got words. my, I got my elk back, my elk meat back last week and started grilling up a little bit of it it's got a little texture to it it's got a little of uh, elk flavor to it yeah um i had it mixed with beef thank you and so but man you want to talk i got i got a freezer full of meat i mean an elk's a big critter you know that food bank um, one of our buddies that we run with does a food bank and they had an overabundance Costco, you know, they just had this freezer go out and they're like, we got six cases, 36, 10 pound logs of beef and we need to. So I cleared and pushed and opened and put everything out in my extra freezer. My wife walked out there yesterday to get something. She's like, opened it up. She goes, uh, well, at least they know where to go if there's a, you know, an apocalyptic event. She was kind of complaining that the freezers were so full. If there's an apocalyptic event and your electricity goes down, you're going to have every grill in your neighborhood <laughs> in your front yard with meat on it. Did you ever see that Netflix? We got one minute to break, but uh, did you ever see that Networks Netflix thing where they kind of surmise that the grid was attacked in America and all power went out for, for 10 days and what the, what ensued. And they were like, Oh, the first three days was a giant party, everybody grilling and having fun. And then it turned to mayhem because people ran out of food <laughs> and, it was, and got hungry and got hungry and gangs of people were coming and taking. And I'm like, well, they're not going to take mine. That's all there is to it. So anyways, we got to take that that break man you're gonna tell us about the, the good stuff i'm not gonna take your burger by golly <laughs> no way that's my grill <laughs> factory mattress hey sandra and i when we moved out to the farm we decided we're gonna have we're gonna buy a good bed and we went to factory mattress and they have 
the factory mattress right fit sleep mapping technology where you lay down and their computer will tell you what your back needs, what your best. And we didn't believe it at first. And we looked at a different mattress than the one that they said, the category of mattress that we needed. We ended up getting the ones that they suggested and it's made all the difference in the world. I'm telling you the right mattress is you spend so much time in your bed sleeping, you need to sleep well. And factory masters will help you get the right mattress for you. They got a lot of savings over there. Uh, don't miss, miss the pre-Black Friday sale going on now with 50% off Tempur-Pedic floor models. Factory mattress makes it easy to save money and you're, and you're back with free delivery setup and removal. Plus save 700 and get a free adjustable base on select premium mattresses sets. Get the right bed now during the pre-Black Friday sale going on now at Factory Mattress, where we have sleep down to a science. FactoryMattressTexas.com. FactoryMattressTexas.com. Well, you know the F1 is in town this weekend, and I was thinking, here we go. This is where they're going into the last turn. This is where the bunkhouse is going into the last turn. So come back and join us as we make our, we run and gun and make a pass in front of the grandstands and tell you all, we're going to summarize everything and make a run for the final, uh, for the final checkered flag for this hour. So come back. And if you can't get enough of us, you just go 24, seven, 365, all week long, all month long, all year long at theoutdoorzone.com. There's no one who can make it right. And there is This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone. Honored to have you with us. Please share this podcast with your friends, and uh, or you can listen and you can listen to us live as well. Got a lot of y'all listening out there, chiming in, sending us text and pictures and all kinds of great stuff. Just go to theoutdoorzone.com. Theoutdoorzone.com. You can click on the live links there and all the podcast platforms there. And you can also find out about each of us myself, TJ, Cody, Ryan, and beef, the beef. So, Hey, one of the things that we were talking about and I kind of noticed it. So yesterday I was going out to my blind and a lot of people have hunted already. They've been bow hunting. They've already got, I mean, they're in the groove, but there's a whole mess of folk (laughs) who deer season starts first of november in the state of texas and they are and and a lot of y'all there we've got listeners all around the country and so there's a lot of y'all that some of some of y'all your season's already started some of them it's coming up but uh beef and i were talking about being prepared and last night i went to to get something as simple as my flashlight. I wanted to put my flashlight in my pocket. So when I came out of the deer stand, if I needed it, I had it in my pocket and I bought two brand new flashlights. One of them I knew was in my backpack, but the other one that I had available just out easy, I couldn't find it. And it, and it made me start thinking, okay, have I got all my, all the right knives. Now I've been out once I killed an elk 
so I've got my gear close by, but you were saying how important it is just to not wait till the last minute and be stressed out, but to try and bring some joy into the idea of preparation. And I know in the early days, Mm -hmm. it was far more a deal for me than it has become now 30 years later as a, as a hunter, the part of that is, is, is a little bit daunting because I feel like I'm busy. Right. And slow down and, go through every item and, and, and then you were saying sighting in your rifle, don't wait till last minute. And I have, when I went on the elk hunt a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and I had my two absolute rifles, like these, are, the, these are on no doubt. And the guy said, no, well, we, we're going to shoot all of them just to make sure. And sure enough, one of the two firearms, one of the two rifles was off. And, and I'm talking nice rifle, nice scope, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you said, Hey, don't wait till the last minute, try and bring some joy into it and do something. Right. Go, well, go, rather than be, you know, kind of like, uh, yeah. Uh, the anxiety part of it, like, Oh man, I'm so busy. We got so much going on. I, and, and rushing, rushing, rushing and say, no, let's enjoy it. You know what? How could we bring some joy into this by man? I'm going to take this rifle and I'm going to go sight it in and I'm going to use this one. I'm going to try my new 6.5, you know, Creedmoor rifle that the grandkids got me with the big scope. I'm going to use that for opening. I got that 270 that remember how we struggled with that. And I figured out the problem. If you don't remember, remember how difficult and how horrible that was that day. That was miserable. It was horrible. And it was just floating around everywhere. Turns out that, you know, one of the, uh, one of the bolts underneath the trigger guard that holds in the, the mount was a little loose. It had come loose and it was hidden under there. And so it was moving around a little bit. And it's just a incredible thing to take your time, get prepared, enjoy it. You don't have to be obsessive and go overboard, but just enjoy the time that you have getting ready and prepared and even thinking about it a little bit. I was thinking this morning as I was drinking a cup of coffee and coming into the bunkhouse, I was thinking, you know, I've always talked talked about using that British 303 rifle from the World War II that was the uh, jungle carbine to shoot a deer. Open sights. How cool is that? Made in 1944 and was used in the Second World War. I'm like, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get prepared for that. Five deer you can shoot out there. I definitely. Wouldn't that be cool? But of course, I got to go make sure that I can at least hit something successfully and prepare for that. If you wait till the last minute. You got shells for it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I've got (laughs) shells that are, I got shells that are 60 years old or I got brand new shells. I'm a little worried i know you always talk about expired ammunition uh i've never bought into that game of expired ammunition i have a whole bunch of expired ammunition you gave me (laughs) but i'm gonna um i've got the british old british 303s and i just think it's so cool if you go back through that whole history um 
if you go back through that whole history, they used to use those on the uh, British uh, fighters, the Spitfires. They had um, those where they came up with that whole idea of, you know, the whole nine yards. They were three, three yard um, strips of British 303 in the in the wings. And uh, when you give them the whole nine yards, you're just laying it out. You're doing that whole nine yards of British 303 ammo. Anyways, it's really cool. Um, you know, TJ, uh, I think the 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 little gremlins got to got to his line, or I think maybe a uh, squirrel jumped on there. But uh, you know, we always end the show by talking about. Um, I have a quote, and uh, my quote is from. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, president and an outdoorsman. And he said, success is the happiness that comes as a byproduct of striving to do what must be done. And I am so into that statement, man. Just love to hear stuff like that. And Cody Ryan then follows up every week with a verse. And uh, the verse this week is Mark 1230. And that's love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And then he'd say, live it, love it, learn it. Get into the outdoors and don't forget about that. TJ always talks about the uh, getting kids into the outdoors. TJ, did you want to talk about that? Man, he just is telling me to go ahead and finish it out. So... TJ talks about Kids Outdoor Zone, man. If you want to have, if you're an outdoorsman and you want to spread that wealth, that knowledge, that love, and you enjoy that, we've got a program for you, Kids Outdoor Zone. Just go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. What we do is you can put a, you can put a chapter of it in your church. You can uh, spread the gospel, talk to boys about the, uh, the, the do rights, the do bring it up right, love doing the life right love doing the outdoors right become a young man that prospers and enjoys what life is all about and what god has done for us bringing the god's green earth we get to enjoy it each week so get your kids into the outdoors go out to the outdoors get yourself into the outdoors bring somebody into the outdoors it's an incredible experience to share with other people and we always like to tell people that at the end of the year end of the month, end of the day, you know, it's all about, about God. It's all about our Savior. And we just want to invite you to go out to a, uh, today to a Bible-believing church. Go visit one. Enjoy it. Enjoy that life that is being brought to you. And so from the bunkhouse, from Cody Ryan, from TJ, and from Beefsteak, we're out. And God bless. And have an awesome Sunday. From North California and South Alabama